Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks, I'm James Carey. Dave Cohen is not with us this week, I am instead with someone else called Anna Nicholson. Hello Anna. Hello. And Anna is on the show because we're going to talk a little bit about the Edinburgh Festival. Anna Nicholson did a show last year called... I did. Woman of the Year. Woman of the Year. Possibly the most arrogant title for a first show. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that and how it happened and how it went and what happened afterwards and what's going to happen next. Um, this is the time of year when a whole load of people like Anna are basically preparing, I was about to say, in a massive panic about their Edinburgh show. Wow. I mean, well, yes, panic and excitement yeah, in equal exactly. measure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The day fast approaches and the Edinburgh Festival is just an absolutely huge thing. So we just thought it'd be good to talk to someone like Anna or actually Anna. Or actually me. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks. tell us about uh, your show last year. Uh, how did it happen? Yeah. And um, what happened next? Okay. So let's go with the how did it happen and how, what, what did you learn? And all how, that did, stuff. how did it happen? Um what, do you want why? Why did it happen? Well, let's just do why first. Oh, why, why not? Let's go all existential. Oh. <laughs> <let's go> existential. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, I'd been to Edinburgh a number of times with other shows, and I'd seen people doing one-person shows, doing comedy shows, and I'd increasingly gone, "That's a, that's amazing." The reaction was always, "That's amazing," and then it turned to, "That's amazing." But I also think I could maybe do that. Right. Um, <laughs> One of my bits of advice, I think, a while back to you yeah. particularly was go and see other people do a show. Yes. And you'll think, oh, I could do better than that. Yes. <laughs> so it's not just, it's a mixture, isn't it? Of that's yeah. a, It's inspiring, but Definitely. also... I can see how they're doing it. Yeah. And I think I could do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, we, we first met James because... Uh, James did a, uh, a show called Amongst Tale, which I'm sure he's talked about on this podcast. Um, and uh, so there's three... That was in 2017. Can you believe it? Mm. 2017, how time flies. Yeah. So um, we did uh, a long... It's pretty much the majority of 2017 was doing that show. Mm. And we took it to Edinburgh. And um, uh, James was very lovely and sort of encouraged me to write... Um, my own show after that year and it had been a bit of an itch that I'd wanted to scratch so I thought do you know what now's the time I've got a, a little bit a little bit of so I've got, I've had this re- really nice credit for the whole year and I've got a little bit of money in the bank account um I'm gonna just I'm gonna just do it and and James offered to help me and a couple of other people sort of said you know they would kind of they were kind of helping things so um so January 2018 I was like right this is this is the year yeah. and I I um booked a slot at Brighton without having written the show so just called it Knickknacks because my surname's Nicholson I was like mm, that sounds mm. I think uh, created an image which really had nothing to do with anything and then and then that was the first bit of like okay get a deadline in there yeah. and so then write write to the deadline and I, I wanted to do character I'd done a bit of, I'd done like a bit of a stand-up course in the past and all that sort of stuff and um and I, I think stand-up's great but I just love like characters and sketches and like my background is acting rather than so you, you do you went to you you have trained so I've been to drama school yeah. all that business and then yeah graduated in 2012 so been sort of you know doing doing Edinburgh doing dramas plays about war yeah. um, and I did news review quite a bit okay. which is a sketch comedy show in London yeah. about politics and current affairs which is also musical um, and so I was like right so I think I want to do uh, a one person show that's a character show that has songs in it yeah. that's, that's quite fun that isn't too like hmm. hefty so let's go let's just stop yeah, there go on news review yeah I don't think we've mentioned it enough mm. hardly at all on this show it has actually got quite a big footprint yeah. in the comedy world Definitely. it feels like 
you know, it's still going and it's easily overlooked. But what, just tell me what news review, so, tell people who don't know what news review is. Yeah, so news review is actually the world's longest running comedy sketch show, officially, in the Guinness Book of Records. And it's, um, the model is four performers, traditionally two boys, two girls, but recently they broke that with three girls, one boy, um, which is just the strongest people they saw at the auditions. Um, But it's basically uh, sketches and songs and it's performed Thursday to Sunday and then you write it. At the Canal Cafe. At the Canal Cafe in Warwick Avenue. In Maida Vale in in that London. Yeah, Yeah. lovely, lovely West Mm. London. Um, And in like a 60-seater cabaret space above a pub and it's been there for years and you basically, you write it along with um, kind of remote writers and sometimes they get writers in the room and you you update it every week with current affairs mm. and it's parody songs and you're in it for about six or seven weeks and then they change the cast, change the director yeah. and change the musical director. And I've done it, um, I did three different six-week runs yeah. and it is a baptism of fire because yeah. you're just thrown in, you've got to just pick up, you just do different accents, do different characters. There's about, the first show I did, we had about 40, 40 different sketches and songs in an hour-long show. Wow. So it's pretty, pretty hefty. You're just running around backstage, just manic. It's so hot. Yeah. But, um, it's not. There's barely even any backstage there. There's anyway. no backstage. Yeah. But it, but basically, there's a bit where the stage isn't. Yes. And that's, that's backstage. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, yeah, but it's re- it's really exciting, and it's especially w- when you get it on a time when there's like an election mm. or something, and you have to like rewrite the, a song yeah. like the day after the results and stuff like that. So it's. it's I can still. Real... Re- I mean, I can. I went once or twice. I can't remember why I was there. But I remember being quite impressed. There was a song, which I think I made of mine was in it. There was a song called um, uh, Saddam Hussein sang or something like that, called The People All Said Saddam, Saddam, yeah. you're rocking the boat. Like that. <laughs> yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. just like, oh, that's funny. That's clever, um, yeah. And <laughs> so it does, you know, we talk a lot about Newsjack on this show and people writing for the Radio 4 Extra show. Yeah. But this is like 48 weeks of the year, as it were, or yeah. not almost. Yeah, pretty, all, pretty all much. Year. Yeah. All year. And so they they will probably read material if De- you send it to them. Definitely, definitely, And yes. so, although the money is sort of terrible to non-existent, yeah. um, it does give you, a, it just gives you practice, I think, yeah, isn't it? It just absolutely. gets you, not yeah. necessarily even match fit, but it, it's, it shows you what a match looks yeah. like. And it's really, you just, e- you just email them and say, can I be put on the writer's mailing list? Mm. And then you just will get emailed every week from the director saying, this is the material we're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's really good. And um, for me, I feel like it was such a training ground. Um, yeah, to sort of just do different things, try different things, um, just try and yeah. be funny a yeah. bit. <laughs> and it's also nice so, just to be in a show yeah. that is on yeah. and it, Gets, People know about it. It pretty much sells out every show. It's yeah, amazing. it sort of gets. I mean, it seats about forty or fifty or something, isn't it? Sixty. Sixty. Yeah. And um, but it, yeah, the it's lovely, it yeah. fills out on the Friday, Saturday, certainly, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's yeah. just a really good thing. If you've not seen it, definitely go. Yeah. It's a really good night out, and yeah, if you want to write for it, that's just completely an option. Yeah. So yeah. So go and have a look, and just think a, a bit like you know, going to see other shows, going to see. Well, I could do that. Yeah. But also that's inspiring. Maybe I would be allowed to do that or, you know, it depends how you feel about it, really, on your own levels of self-confidence, I suppose. And they're lovely. I mean, I've now got quite a a nice relationship with that theatre and I did a preview of my new show just last night there. And it was just like going, just old times. Everyone's like, Anna, and I'm like, Like, it's really, it's a nice, you know, it's nice to find those uh, pockets of kind of, 
I don't know, artistic community. Yeah. Um, yeah they're quite lonely, rare to find. It can a be a bit of a lonely business. road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, nice so you, you you sorted out your chops, as it were, doing news review. Yeah. You did of, a yeah. show that I wrote. Yeah. Um, as in the show that I personally wrote, not the show what I wrote. Yeah, no, the show that you wrote. Um, but also doing lots of other bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, and then you thought, right, I'm going to do my own show. Mm. Uh, how did that go? Yeah, fine. I think what, well, well it went well, but I think... Um, so it was, it was interesting. I sort of booked this deadline and then I met up with a, a friend of mine. This is the Brighton Fringe, the Brighton sorry, Fringe yes, deadline. Yeah. Um, and I met up with a friend of mine, um, Alice Marshall, who's a couple of years ahead of me in terms of character comedy. We met actually doing news review. And, um, uh. and she uh, she's lovely. And we met up and I just sort of was asking her advice and about the sort of journey that she'd been on. And she was like, right. So, I, so basically at the end of the conversation, she'd... Uh, told me she spent a year and a half writing her first show and I was going to spend five months writing mine. So I was like, ah, oh, perhaps I have bitten off more than I could chew. Um, so I just I just got my head down. Like mm. I just had to book scratches. And um, I think, so what I did was I have four characters. Well, actually, I, I actually had five characters. And I decided... And then you killed one. I killed one. Yeah. Oh, it was really brutal. It took me a month to kill her off. Yeah. You So James sent me an email being like, you need to kill this character. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And then a month later, I was like, I've killed her. And you were yeah. like, oh, that's my decision. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yes, I had five characters and each were appearing twice as like a bit of a a bit of a story to them, which for Mm. me helped because it was rather than writing an hour and thinking, oh, my goodness, how do I do that? It was writing five, five minute sketches, five, six or six minute sketches. And each of them would have a song. So, okay, which song? Um, Oh, there's a bit of a story. So that's the thing. And oh, let's try and write some jokes. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, when you broke it down, it felt less scary. Um, But I just booked in scratch nights. Um, I find actually open mic nights quite terrifying. Like, and also when you're a character comedian going to comedy, Mm. stand up open mic nights. It's not ideal, You're a bit weird. Everyone's like, who are you? And then you're like, what are you? What are you? So I actually found that I did a lot of theatre scratch nights but they'd always put me on at the end it was like the right. light relief okay. but um but that was quite useful um and yeah especially because it was more sort of um character yeah. character and story rather than just joke 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 yeah um so that was that was um so you good. were so you were you were ha- hammering this show hammering together the show and, and then had a director because okay. that's really important oh yeah. my goodness and you you paid for a director I with your own money with my own money um so what i did actually so i uh, had a um, my home church in Newcastle, w- uh, so my mum basically, mm. uh, decided to put on the show, the first show, uh, which was the fifth of the fifth, the fourth of May or the fifth of May in like last year. Mm. Um, and so I had a week with my director beforehand, and I realised afterwards that wasn't enough um, because he's actually also a writer and an actor, but um, he's from the northeast. I'd worked with him before, so I had a week at home where my mum fed me and you know sewed velcro velcro onto my costumes, and I developed the final bits of the script with my director Neil, and then uh, performed on the Friday. And so actually, that show paid for him. Okay, so that was quite a sort of right. You used a home a home gig as a it home were. Home gig where I didn't yeah. have to pay rent. Yeah, to pay my director. So. Um, yeah, and that was so useful. I'd highly recommend getting a director um, to work with you. Cause I and just, how, how did you get one? How did, oh, where? Where did I get one? Um, so I'd worked with him, weirdly, on a play. <laughs> a play about the Battle of the Somme that I did okay. in 2017, in 2016. It seemed like the natural choice. Yeah. Um, but he, he does, 
basically he writes and directs and stars in uh, a panto in Durham and has okay. done that for years right. and he's just really good at comedy okay. just really knows comedy right. for like a mass audience as opposed to like a London kind of quirky right. audience and I think that I'm not my sort of style is quite like uh, broad broad yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. rather than outre avant-garde yeah for yeah. sure so um so I was like rather than this uh, is why we get on this is why yeah. we get on yeah. so but rather than like uh with the best will in the world mm. like um you know finding finding someone in London who poss- possibly had too many chips on their shoulders for very good reasons about all sorts of things they want to mm. send messages about um I, I just kind of just wanted to make a funny show mm. um and so he was He's a bit older, and um, yeah, and yeah. really experienced. So, so, so yeah, him. so yeah, so it's worth thinking when people are listening to this, thinking, what can I learn from this? It is like you you might end up working with people to help you who you've worked with in a completely different setting or scenario, yeah, and embrace that. You know, yeah. you can, you know, because yeah. it's you just an extra set of eyes and ears, definitely, and a little bit of experience, definitely, um, will almost certainly pay dividends, even if you end up only listening to half of their advice or you yeah. know you know just yeah. it's like because there'll be points where they say oh you should do this and you're thinking ah oh, that doesn't feel right I think I should do that you're not their worthless slave you know no. it's you it's you and your show isn't it do you find that when you have when people give you feedback do you sort of do you have certain people that you receive feedback from and then certain people that you're like uh I'm gonna not receive that feedback How well I think that's feedback? a good it's a good question and uh, hang on you're interviewing me now mm. that's not fair no it's fair enough look what I did we do um we do talk about notes quite a lot. And I think when I'm giving a note, and therefore yeah. this is how I should receive a note, yeah. when I'm giving a note, I, I always say, I'm hopefully giving a voice to something that you secretly know is yeah. true and you have successfully suppressed that thought. Mm-hmm. And therefore I am I am the little voice being given slightly mm-hmm. more volume. Yes. Um, and therefore sometimes when people give me feedback, I the best kind of feedback is, ah, oh, you're right, Yeah. yes. I should have, because but then occasionally you do get the, oh, what a brilliant idea. I should have thought yeah, of that. Yeah, 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 definitely. And there is an element of scales falling from your eyes yes, as yes. well. And there are, there are other, and then the sort of third filter is you do sense that people would say, oh, the problem with this is it's this or this. And you just think, oh, and that would make it more like the sort of thing that you would like it to be. Right, but yes. I know what you want it to be. And I, and don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So that's fine. So that's fine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because I think a lot of a lot of the yeah, really really useful feedback is is well if, if comedy is based on truth mm. and also we, the type of the type of comedy I like is is based in the real world. It's not like obs, absurdist yeah. kind of stuff. Um it means that there's like a logic to it. Yeah. So often it's just like this doesn't make sense and yeah. you know it doesn't make sense. I'm like I know and it's and it gets like, a laugh well, it's like yeah but you're paying for that laugh later yeah so so you're right mm. a lot of it is just about like well for for yeah like timelines or like yeah motivations and yeah you, yeah and it is you can kind of feel it if you're doing something you're like oh i'm sort of faking this bit. yeah um, which is why actually if your instincts are comic to have a more theatrical director could be very helpful yeah. because they yeah. will apply that dramatic logic yeah well there's a that's kind of a dramaturg yeah whatever is that i mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is that kind of logic rather than necessarily yeah i think for me actually it was less N- neil is very funny and like mm. has definitely created jokes that i haven't seen mm. um which has been really useful but um yeah a lot of it is like logic 
Yeah. Like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so you got the show. So you did the show, so did the show at your home church. Did the show, show at my home church, yeah. and then a week later, I did it in Brighton at the Brighton Fringe. Um, so the show is not a. It's not a Christian show. It's not a church no, show. No, They're, not at all. One of the characters is, is a, a vicar. Is a vicar. So yes. But, so in a, but a very broad. Not you don't need to know much about. So, yeah, churchy. I, I think it's like the, a tea. Yeah. The vicar is. Uh, the way I think is, um, she's a vicar because I go to church that so I know what that is, but she could be someone that runs any club. Yeah, she's But a, I just, that's the club I know the most about. She's an about, attention seeker. So right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, she's like a big fish in a small pond and, yeah. and competitive and, and a narcissistic. narcissistic. Yeah, narcissistic. yeah, yes, exactly. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the, sh- the show is called Woman of the Year, and the, the through line um, was that each of the characters are going for woman of the year and at the end the audience vote for their winner yeah. um so that was quite like a useful little shtick mm. in um in brighton and uh edinburgh but um brighton actually uh was in hove in like a little yeah. church we did that together and um uh, it was quite useful because I I got one review out of it, uh, which gave me the loveliest quote ever: "Victoria mm. Wood in a smartphone age." Oh, Whoa, yeah, thanks. Goals, yeah, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. My, my dad tried to like look up who this guy was and like send him something. Anyway, um, yeah. awful. But uh, yeah, it was um, that was useful. But actually, because I wasn't in, people do like the Warren, uh, which is like I think quite a main comedy venue in Brighton. I just didn't no. do that. I was yeah. like, I just want to try this out. Yeah. It's sort but of also in there a way was that's secret because of, secret. yeah, and also there was normal, there was an, normal there, people yeah, but also there was an arrangement as it were yeah, that we meant that you didn't have to do much pay heavy anything. lifting I didn't have to pay. yeah yeah so <laughs> it was a bit of a free gig really. yeah it's really free yeah yeah, yeah. so that was a bit of uh, a bit a bit of help um, but yeah. yeah but the downside of that is it wasn't one of the hip cool places but it, to me that was a bit of an advantage because yeah. it's my first show I didn't yeah, know how yeah. it's going to go and all that sort of stuff so um, I mean the, it, it wasn't I mean it was like there were dozens of people there not hundreds wasn't there oh, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. It, was, yeah, it was good though but it was, it was, it was yeah it was a good, good place to start hmm. and then you just you'd already decided to do Edinburgh by that point yeah and the wheels were in motion wheels were in motion and what was really helpful was there was a couple of months gap there to do to basically do the producing bit and this is because I it's just it's going to be self-producing um, I actually did a course at Soho Theatre um, their Edinburgh Lab which is essentially a producer's course which oh, okay. was, yeah super helpful it was every Saturday morning no every Saturday afternoon we'd all go and um, yeah for about how, 12 how many weeks um, there was maybe about 20 of us okay. in, my, in my group that's great um, yeah it was really good um, like some some of it you knew some of it you didn't but, yeah. um, but you don't, them, also you don't know what you know exactly exactly yeah. and one of the most useful things was uh, actually marketing and the idea of branding which I'd never considered which was um, so with my actor head on playing four characters I thought the best way to sell me is to have a picture of all of me dressed as all four of the characters and that's my poster and the feedback I got was that this looks like you're part of some Amdram theatre company. You are the brand, like right. Anna Nicholson is the brand, which is like, oh, you just, it sort of makes you really uncomfortable because you're like, oh gosh, like, but, mm. but also that's true. And so weirdly, I'd had this photo shoot done with our friend mm. Anna, just, she is quite, she's a, a very trusting soul and mm. got offered this thing on a street and she went for it. It's one of those where you, they like, oh, have a free makeup and you get a free photo and then you have to pay like a thousand pounds for every photo after that. Mm. 
But anyway, so we'd had this done. And um, and so I had these photos and I remember showing them to someone and they were like, that's good because that just looks like you and it's a professional photo. And so weirdly, that had happened the same week and I ended up using that for my poster. Yeah. But that was quite an interesting... That was a real big learning curve for me. Yeah. The whole thing about branding and all of that business, yeah. which is just not... It's not something I would have thought about. There's been a lot that I've done that I wouldn't have thought would be... Yeah. part of it but yeah the self-producing aspect was um yeah it was quite yeah. a lot writing press releases and all that business um so I was really glad to have had the show sort sort of there for Brighton and then it was just finessing it a mm. bit for Edinburgh and then also concentrating on trying to sell some tickets yeah and so how how did you sell tickets because you you kind of did okay didn't you I like well well this so okay so I was with just the tonic so half of it so you can go in for free but you can also um People can also buy tickets in advance. So um, I can't say I had a, sell, a sold out show mm. because people could come in for free. But if they were, basically I had full rooms. Yeah. So I, for all intents and purposes, I had a sold out show, yeah. which is ridiculous. Who the devil am I? Mm. Um, so yeah, how was that? Well, I was in a 50 seater at a nice time at like half three in the afternoon. Yeah. So not competing with famous comedians. Oh my goodness, do not go for mm. a late evening slot no. or like an evening slot because you'll clash with yeah, I mean, every probably, famous comedian. Hey, you never. probably won't get one and offered one anyway. But No, but if you if, do, don't do it. Yeah. Just go for the afternoon. And that is that mid-afternoon slot is where you start. Yeah. You know, about definitely. half three. I think my first show um, in earnest was in 99 uh, mm. where we were on, I think, 3.45. That time yeah. is burned in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think the next year we were on an hour later yeah, and then the third year we were on an hour after that yeah that's fine all of those um, good I seem to remember um, at one point giving out flyers for maybe even that first show and standing next to a guy um, and thinking this, this guy's not really selling his show very hard and yeah. he should maybe he'll, he won't amount to much and that was half a flight of the Concords yeah. oh really yeah. oh wow yeah. that's amazing I know oh my god I'm just thinking you know, and what, what's happened to them you know well yeah who, who can say, who can say? Um, but uh, but it's not but it, the afternoon slot isn't necessarily a, like a golden because when we did Amongst Tail that was half 11 in the morning yeah which might seem like a bit of a rubbish slot but actually, I think we got the people that were up ready to see shows that didn't want to see a kid's show. Yeah. And so it depends. We did fine, yeah. We did, we did well. Yeah. I think So it depends, like, who And who that was a are. mixture of a bit of PR in advance. Yeah. Which I'd spent a bit of money on. Yeah. But also you were flyering in costume a bit. Yes. Partly after the show for the definitely, following definitely day. Show, yeah. um, but also going to, digging, getting into the weeds of the Edinburgh stuff as well. In 2017... I had a very specific show. Mm -hmm. It was called Amongst Tale, and it was about Martin Luther and the 95 Theses. Yeah. And all I know is that most people don't care, and that's completely fine. To me, it's one of the most significant events of the last thousand years. Yeah. Um, and also, 100,000 people are buying tickets that day for Edinburgh. I only need... 70 yeah maybe 80 70 diehard people though and so and also if you if you have an interest or a passion yeah if you're into beekeeping and you go to the edinburgh yeah, fringe so and true. there's a show about beekeeping you're gonna go to that show you're gonna go to that yeah. show because otherwise you've just got a whole load of shows that are basically i have no way of knowing yeah. and i think yeah. that problem is just getting worse and worse yeah, as definitely. the show get, as the fringe gets bigger and bigger well i think it is it is hard though, because often you have to submit to the fringe before you've come up with the show. Yeah. So that that's I think where that problem yeah. stems from. So you have to just sort of 
write something that you think it'll be about and then they print the program before you finish writing the thing yeah but yeah i know but but yes be be as specific as possible and you were out on the street giving out flyers oh um, what was i yeah were you <laughs> i was yes um, so yeah so i am um, for how long so i was out probably a couple of hours a day before my show and I also had um oh I'm gonna give away my secret mm. I got a roller banner so I didn't pay so I didn't have like a big budget so I didn't pay for PR I didn't pay for any of those um posters on the side of streets and things I don't know how um, effective they are I don't think they're very effective so what I did was I bought a roller banner which was like 80 pounds that you go to conferences and there's those things oh yeah and I, I put it up outside just the tonic which basically is if you come off the mile and turn right down the hill my face was just right. looking at you right. um, and I, I basically kept it there the whole time right. um, and I would take it down I'd put it up in the morning take it down a couple of hours after my mm. show and um, it meant that people could look at that read it because people are People are British and shy. They don't yeah. necessarily always want to be approached. So that that, that was really good. They would prefer um, not to be approached, in there fact. There was a bit of that. But also I flyered, um, I had like a specific area flyered. I basically just went up and down Cowgate because it's slightly off the beaten track, but people are stood there with guides trying to find something. Mm. And rather than being on the mile, they're just yeah. going to the tattoo yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then you, you can see them in your audience. You can see and them. And I remember when I was, Definitely. again, back in... in fact, it's in, lovely, actually. In, 90, in 1997, I was doing a show with my university review, the Durham Review, who was still doing Edinburgh and all that kind of stuff. And we used to backstage look out at the audience yeah. and just between us go, I flied them. And someone <laughs> else go, I flied them. Yeah. Literally every single it one, works. you know, because, you know, who? why would you go and see the Durham Review yeah. if you have no link with the university or anything like that? So our pre-sales were always terrible. And it was always flyering in the street. Yeah. And there were about eight of us. So we had a bit of an advantage there. Yeah. Um, and also flyering isn't just, what is flyering? It's not just giving out a flyer. You stop. Well, I would stop and be like, hello, are you looking for a show this afternoon? They'd either say yes or no. If they say no, don't don't waste your breath. Yeah, move if on. If they say yes, well, they've already, I mean, this is this is my uh, charity fundraising training coming okay. into play. Oh, wow. It's also my telesales training. I mean, it's all it's all relevant, guys. Yeah, all those jobs that yeah, you've done yeah, to pay the right. rent. If they're not, if they're not Transferable gonna, skills. And if they're not actually going to be a show in their own right <laughs> yeah, as well. Exactly. The, the, chari so the charity ask, mugger. That's a good question. Yeah. They say yes, you've got them in. So, um, and then you're like, well, um, can I, and then you say, can I tell you about my show? They say yes. Boom. Two questions. They've answered yes. Permission, to. permission, 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 and then I hold hold up my flyer so they don't have to look at my face because that is somehow stressful for people, yeah, for British people particularly. Yeah. So you say like, "Hello." And so this is, um, and I would talk about it in the third person. And then they go, "Is that you?" And I'd be like, "It's me on a really good day." And yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, she's so funny yeah. and self-deprecating. I yeah. like her." Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was, that was kind of the yeah. And it was really quick. I'd be like, "It's a character comedy show where four women have been nominated for Woman of the Year, mm. and you get to decide at the end who wins." And I'd mm. always go, "Who wins?" with my mm. Voice at yeah. the end, yeah. and people go, Oh, whereas yeah. if you go, Who wins? It's yeah. like, Oh, okay, so anyway. So you worked very niche, well, the, but the main but thing I is, but, but you worked out a pattern, I worked out a pattern that works for you, that worked for me doing that show, yeah. It was quite short, but it was also, I, it was personal. I would, I would talk yeah. to people rather than just give them a flyer. Mm. Um, I was really polite, I was always really like kind and nice mm. and then at the start of my show um i would come on as me yeah so they have so i'm like hi to the people that i've spoken basically, to basically thanks for coming so basically thanks it's for me coming. It's relax me. don't worry yeah this was not a trick yeah, yeah i will not force you to buy tupperware yeah yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and then or and perfume, then yeah. Your cleaning but, products. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the reusable mugs. Well, I brought um, you here to talk about Jesus. Right, no, that's no, not, not that. Yeah, it's not that. that. Yes, um, right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that was effective. So yeah, really effective because. Um, and also, so I started doing a bit of market research after the show, be like, how did you hear about it? Hands up if it was this. Right? Yeah, yeah. And um, a lot of it was read it in the program and it sounded good. Okay. And that was really interesting because I was like, wow. like Because it, it doesn't sound that good. N- well, yeah. But, but which I mean, it's like it sounds like it could be something. Yeah, well. But I it's mean, not it's not the specificity that I was talking about earlier. But I think I was quite I, I think it was that thing of it's a competition for women nominated for woman of the year. Okay. You get to decide who wins. There was that in there. Okay, okay. And yeah. and so Sorry, people I'm thought being... that sounds nice. Yeah. It had a twelve plus rating, which people sort of looked at. And mm. and also my face I don't look like an aggressive comedian. No. So if you're if you want to see something that is like family friendly, not gonna be too yeah, edgy. sweary or edgy or any yeah. of these things, which actually 90% of people do, yeah. is what I discovered. There's a lot of them out there yeah, that want to yeah, see that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, then then they will come. And actually, those people aren't necessarily reading reviews. Mm. They're just going through the programme with their little spreadsheets at home. Yeah, <laughs> right. we've got, we've, we can see nine shows, <laughs> yeah. okay? We're looking for something mid-afternoon yeah, on, yeah. The on the Tuesday. Um, and so. therefore, we've got an option between this one, this one. Oh, she looks nice. She oh, looks she looks, nice. she's got such a kind face. <laughs> so... Uh, so it went, it went okay. Yeah. Did you? The other thing, the other reason I, and again, it's nice to test this stuff out because yeah. we've not had a proper debrief. This is I don't very think. nice. I know. Um, <laughs> one of the other reasons I suggest that people go to the fringe and do a show mm. is that you meet other people doing shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that you, again, it's a bit like doing news review. You become part of a community that you might not have yeah. had access to or existed. Yeah, did you get a little bit of that? Do you know what I did? I did get a little bit of that. Um, so doing the Soho course beforehand, that was basically. 20 of us about to go to Edinburgh. So when we were in Edinburgh, we were all in a WhatsApp group with each other being like, how's it going? I'm, oh, and you, you sort of mm. all kind of panic with each other, but also kind of, you know, oh, ah, with each other as well. So, so the, yeah, that, that was nice. And mm. I actually ended up, so I did my show and I, I also did tech for another girl's um, character show. Right. So that was really nice to be the support for someone else. Okay. And she, she paid me like a tenner per show to yeah. do that, which was basically an hour when I wasn't spending money. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> not only um, <laughs> were you not spending money or eating, you were making, uh, yeah, making slightly tenor. more money than you so, could spend. Um, yeah. But it was nice to be, yeah, because otherwise it could be a bit of a, could be a bit of a lonely road. And actually, so um, I had, and so my tech was a friend mm. and, um, and my musician was my boyfriend. So I mm. had like, people a little team a little team yeah which was really helpful um a ground crew yeah, yeah. although they didn't do any flyering with me no. but like, Come on, that's but, above and beyond uh, the call uh, of duty yeah but um yeah so there was definitely a, a bit of support but i actually found so i went to adelaide some yes way. yeah so um, as a result of doing the edinburgh festival yeah. you were invited to do the adelaide or apply for the adelaide yeah, festival so adelaide Adelaide have a massive presence actually in Edinburgh because um, they're the second largest fringe festival after Edinburgh, but there's quite a gap in the sizes, but yeah. they're the second largest and they're just so keen to get you there. So they have loads of people up there. So I had a meeting with someone and someone else came to see my show and they were like, this is exactly the sort of thing like our Adelaide audiences would like, yeah. you know, please apply, apply to these particular places um so it's kind of the same as edinburgh it's an open access festival yeah, but yeah. i've had like a bit of a an intro okay. in type thing um did you get any help with the airfare uh no, no okay no. So it wasn't it wasn't like that it wasn't yeah, like yeah. That. but um yeah, yeah but adelaide oh my goodness i cannot speak 
like more highly of Adelaide. I had a wonderful, wonderful time. I think the difference for me, so Edinburgh, it's really established and it can be quite a brutal place if you're like a new mm. up and coming artist and um because there's just there's so many shows, so they don't really they don't really need you. Yeah. There's that kind of um thing. Um, you're a bit disposable. Whereas Adelaide, people were just so grateful I'd come all the way. Right. <laughs> like every day, they were like, I just can't believe you've come all this way. And I'm like, well, here I am, guys. Drink it in. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. so there's so there that element of like appreciation for the artist, yeah. you know, making the effort. But, um, but also just uh, the kind of organisation of Adelaide was really, really impressive. So um, they have this quite, a sophisticated networking system yeah. for um, they get industry delegates over, and if you uh, you self-identify yeah. as like the top tier of artists, which basically means you've got a show that's ready to tour, yeah. um, you can go to all these networking events. And the difference with Edinburgh, there's loads of bars in Edinburgh for artists. In Adelaide, there's one bar, so right. and it's the same place where there's this kind of. Um, speed dating networking thing every Friday okay. so you go to that you meet the people everyone's having a nice chat there's and it's not um, it's not awkward the, the advice in Edinburgh is just chat to people in bars when has that ever like really worked like without yeah. an intro before then because people just want to have a nice time you feel really awkward about sort of getting in there trying to chat to a producer whereas in Adelaide it was like okay Friday afternoon is going to be the time where you like officially go and chat to people yeah. and you don't have to be intense or weird just you know have a little conversation and so then when you see them in the one bar later on, you yeah. can then just have a chat and be normal and you're yeah. suddenly not networking in this aggressive... Calculated. Give, me, give yeah. me an opportunity. You're just actually building relationships with people. Yeah. So that was, for me, that was like a real plus of Adelaide. And also my venue were just, oh, just the loveliest, the yeah. loveliest people. Although I didn't realise that um, in Adelaide, <laughs> people tend to do a week of Adelaide and then move on. I had it the whole month. So I was the only artist that stayed. I, like right. There was a changeover point halfway through and every other artist in my venue left. <laughs> and I was like, bye guys. Bye guys. And I was the only one. I was like, hey guys, yeah. welcome in. This is how this runs. Um, do you, but, but are you glad you did the whole, wow. Yeah, I am actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my first sort of foray into the yeah. Australia network. Yeah. Um, and it is a bit of a network. They plan it so you can do them in a row. Right. So you can do like a week in Perth, a week in Adelaide, go to New Zealand and then do Melbourne. Okay. Would you um, think about doing Melbourne? So I actually applied to Melbourne yeah. and didn't get a slot. Right. Um, but do you think if you were offered it for next year? Yeah. Sorry, I was banging my microphone there. <laughs> do you think if you were offered it for next time, you would go? Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, I, um, yeah, they kind of put me off, actually, when I rang them. Right. Um, yeah, she was just like, why, why do you want to come here? And I was like, well, why, why not? Yes, <laughs> right. What, should do you, you not... want me to come here? Yeah. But anyway. Isn't it a French um, festival? Isn't that what you yeah, want? That you want so, people like me to come? Yeah, very confusing. Very okay. Confusing. But I think... Bad um, day. Yeah. yeah, Melbourne, They tend, the international artists they have, um, so it's an open access festival for Australians, it's a closed festival for international oh. artists, even it's called Melbourne International Festival. Anyway, so it tends to be quite famous okay. comedians yeah, yeah. that go, um, but I think I'd probably be fine now because I've done Adelaide and I won an award. Yeah, um, what so, award did you win? Um, Best Comedy Weekly Award. Okay. So, so Adelaide's lovely. So they give out awards every week rather than this kind of thing right at the end of okay. the Edinburgh Fringe, which is what um, they do. So, yeah, they give out best 
in all the categories, so like comedy, cabaret, cabaret, okay. dance. And so I won. And people three. and people do it for a week. So people do. So this, I think yeah. that's why they do it every week, is because people only do a week at the fringe. But right. I was there the whole time. So, Nobody told me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so I won. I won that in week three. Yeah. Which is really, yeah, which is really nice. That cool. was, yeah. So that was kind of one of the main things that I took from it. Mm. But also I sold all right, which was again yeah. a bit of a surprise. You just felt a bit, well, it sounds like you got some support from the fringe in selling tickets. Yeah, and definitely. And also I just, I just flyed. I think in Adelaide because they, um, they're like, wow, you're really flying. And I'm like, guys, it's Edinburgh. Like I'm used to Edinburgh slogging yeah. my guts out and being against. And also like, I paid a lot of, of money to yeah, get on a plane right. to come here. So I'm like, I'm going to need to sell all these tickets. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so... Put you back into yeah, it. So um, let's finish up by talking about the fact that you oh, have... No, no, we, we're, we're doing good. We, um, You're going back to the Edinburgh Festival this yeah. year yeah. with your previous show as well as a new show. Yeah. What, um, what, what are you hoping to get out of it? What is what feels different this year? Just give us some headlines yeah. going forward. So the, so the reason I'm taking... So, yeah, it's a bit odd to be taking the same show I did last year back um, <clears throat> but basically but it means I, our listeners can now go and hear it now they they're can, aware of it so they, they can, can. Woman of the Year Woman of the Year yeah. um, so the reason I'm doing that is when I was in Adelaide so weirdly people from England and Scotland are in Adelaide and um, Gilda Balloon were there and after, after I won the award basically they were like why, why don't you take your show back to Edinburgh um, yeah so, something about so a lot of Edinburgh shows are quite weird and they were like, yeah. yours is kind of quite commercially viable. Yeah. So rather than just dumping it after a year, yeah. like I think it's got touring legs, so you might okay. as well yeah. do it again, which is nice because you're like, it took so long to write. <laughs> well, apparently not. It didn't take long well, okay, enough, apparently. Not, not a year like, and a half. But so much sweat and tears, yeah. you know. So you're like, yes, I'll, I'll do it again. Yeah. I if anyone, give the people what they want. Um, yeah. Apparently, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, who, so who am I to refuse them? Who knows, them? who knows. Yeah. Um, so yes, I'm doing here that Here I am, one. drink it in. Here, here I am, guys. That's a great name for a show, drink it in. Just a picture of you. <laughs> Drink it in. Oh, gosh. Yes. Um, but you're doing a new yeah. show as well. Yeah, so a new show is called Get Happy. And this one is, um, it's three of the same four characters and a, four, and a fourth hmm. one that I've, I've dumped one from one of the year and created a new one. Um, but this one is around the theme of happiness. So rather than there being a structure of hmm. a competition, yeah. hopefully the theme is, is strong. Yeah. But... Um, Yes, yeah, so that's been that's been quite fun. So it's been really fun to like develop the characters a bit more and uh, yeah, like figure out like what makes them happy and like trying to. I think it's a slightly more. Um, I've got more going on. Yeah. I think in this one, I've got a puppet in this one. For Whoa. Sake. Okay. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's um, and there's still like songs and things. I've got a live musician and another one, but yeah. uh, yes. So I'm doing both at the same time. Well, no, at two different times, but yeah. it's doing the same. <laughs> yeah. Yes, don't do both shows simultaneously. No, no, no. no that would be no. very difficult. So Woman of the Year, shall I, shall I do the Please do the plug, oh, yes. There we go. Um, so yeah, Woman of the Year. Um, so it's Anna Nicholson, Woman of the Year. Just search my name. Anna but Nicholson. Anna Nicholson. Uh, so Woman of the Year is on at half one um, from the 1st to the 18th of August. At? Gilded Balloon. Yes. Uh, Toll booth market, okay. new venue, um, and uh, get happy is on at five o five from the second to the twenty fifth of August, with days off on the twelfth and the nineteenth at just the tonic at the caves. Okay, so look out for Anna Nicholson, there it is. Woman of the Year, and Anna Nicholson get happy. And Anna Nicholson get happy. Great. So your name will be twice in the I know. brochure. Well, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's not cheating. A bit of marketing. That's good. Yeah. 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 You are allowed to have you a career. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I get, there is a bit of that as well. There is that imposter syndrome thing, isn't there? Know, where totally, like, who am I? Yeah. What's What's really funny is when people like, oh, it's happened in Adelaide. It was so funny. Like a couple of times, people are like, are you Anna Nicholson? I'm like. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh gosh. Yes, like, that's right. Do I owe you money? What? Yeah. What? yeah. Right. Did you? Did, You're not with. Were you an old teacher of mine? Yeah. Like, yes. You're not with um, immigration services, yeah. are you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, last year you got the Ad- Adelaide Fringe out of it, and you mm. didn't even know that that was a possible outcome. Yeah. So, and you were also hoping to get noticed and agents and that kind of thing, come yeah. local producers. What are you hoping to come out of this year's uh, Fringe? So I actually I'm not sure because um, when I when I decided to write Woman of the Year, it was um, it was because I, I kind of wanted to uh, create create a show, but also a bit of a showcase for myself as an mm. actor. Um, but what's been interesting is I've really really enjoyed writing and really enjoyed. Um, doing comedy and this show has a lot more audience interaction mm. than the last one but it's not scary do come yeah, it's fine yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah so um, I'm not quite sure so I think pos- touring around um, the UK would definitely be a thing um, still still kind of the keeping it, uh, the door open for acting and trying to get mm. you know um, slightly more like a noticed mm. in that for um other casting opportunities but I mean that that quote that that guy said uh, Victoria Wood in a smartphone age I think I just want to be Victoria Wood so I don't Fair know enough. if like the aim I think I want to be Victoria Wood I mean Wood. yeah sure yeah. who doesn't be, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's something I suppose there's like a little bit of a dream of like well it'd be nice if someone was like do you want to turn some of these monologues into like a little radio sketch show, sketch show or something yeah. I'd be like yes yes please yeah um yeah, especially seen as three of the characters have kind of continued, so they feel quite sitcom-y, yeah. quite, um, yeah, I could kind of put them in different settings. Yeah, yeah. So so I don't, I don't really know. I've got like a few, um, yeah, a few things, which possibly isn't very helpful. No, no, it's should, fine, but, but, but also you, you have to be, you've got to be in it to win it. You've got to be there for these unexpected things to happen. Yeah. And also somebody might come along who sees your show, who actually sees perfect part for you or if you worked with that person then suddenly that would create a partnership that would be greater than the sum total of the parts that you and you might initially think well I don't want to be in a double act and suddenly just go oh wow but that double act with that oh I can totally see that so that's kind of how it's I think it's about inviting lots of people it's like Mel and Sue you know I think Mel saw Sue standing up there on stage or the other way around and just thought oh wow I I want to be friends with that person or whatever it is and yeah. So it's being open to serendipity. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, but I, th- I think next year's show should be Anna Nicholson. Drink it in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, thanks so much for being with us on the show. Thanks. Oh, thanks for having me. It's it, been lovely. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Just want to mention, uh, find us on Patreon. There's loads of audio. If you want to hear how to write a sitcom, uh, there are 10 episodes of Sitcom Soup to Nuts, which is taking us from the basic idea uh, through to hopefully eventually execution of the uh, the sitcom. Um, execution as in actually making it rather than execution as in finally killing it off, <laughs> which is how most sitcom oh, projects yeah. seem to often end up. Um, but yeah, lots, lots there. So find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye.